Summerfest 2010. It's almost heaven. VegCast. And we're going to recall it here on VegCast 87. VegCast. A full menu from first to last. VegCast. I know I said I was not going to feel bound to try to rhyme the tagline with the number of the podcast, and I don't feel bound to that, but I could not pass up uh, something that was so thematically relevant because uh, Summerfest is almost heaven for a lot of us uh, vegans who go out there and spend uh, a long weekend in Johnstown, PA uh, every year, and this year was no exception. Uh, So we have our annual Sounds of Summerfest edition of VegCast, a little different format from the usual. We will have some music interspersed in the course of uh, the different sounds. Uh, we will not have a musical guest. We will have a science fact because you just, you always got to have a science fact. Uh, but we will be talking with Caldwell Esselstyn, who was voted into the Vegetarian Hall of Fame this year. Uh, We'll be talking to Anuj Shaw of uh, Vegan World Radio, uh, which is uh, both a podcast and a radio show. Uh, We'll be talking to a couple of other people, uh, including, of course, uh, VegCast stalwart Dr. Michael Greger to sum up the whole thing. Uh, And we'll have some uh, different treats. So uh, that's all going to be coming up. And I invite you, as always, to sit back, relax, and crank up your MP3 player as we deliver this 87th All right, first and foremost, this podcast is brought to you by Light Life, makers of Smart Dog, Smart Ground, and more. Visit them at lightlife.com. Veggie goodness for you and the planet. And this is our Sounds of Summerfest episode where we try to wrap up in sound how this year's Summerfest was for me anyway, since, uh, of course, there was all kinds of stuff going on, and uh, we can only possibly even represent a tiny slice of it, but that's what I do, and we're going to be getting right into that, but I just wanted to uh, start off saying thank you to all the people who came up to me and said, hey, I love VegCast, and uh, some more than one person actually uh, launched into the theme song spontaneously, and uh, that was great. It was great to hear other people's renditions. Maybe uh, sometime we'll, we'll try to get a group sing going of that uh, somehow on VegCast with uh, different people contributing. But uh, for now, let's turn right to our Sounds of Summerfest edition. And as always, we did interview the Hall of Fame winner, which this year was Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, Vegetarian Hall of Fame now. And uh, we sat down with him in the uh, adjunct of the cafeteria, which is not quite as noisy as the cafeteria itself, but uh, it was less noisy when we started and then got a little noisier, but I think that you'll be able to hear him all right uh, in this uh, eventually, and uh, it's worth, you know, kind of paying attention to what Dr. Esselstyn says, uh, even if most of us cannot quite get to that ultimate no-oil goal, uh, it's still, uh, he has a lot of important things to say, and we're going to hear some of those right now. We are now right here in the adjunct to the cafeteria room with Caldwell Esselstyn, Jr., who is the latest entrant into the Vegetarian Hall of Fame. I just want to start out by saying congratulations. Uh, thank you, Vance, really. It's, uh, oh, let me shake your hand. Absolutely. It's a delight and a pleasure, and I've been uh, 
been fortunate enough to have been to a, a numerous occasions to the North American Vegetarian Society, and it seems to me that there is much more excitement and much more attendance with each year that I come, and I think uh, the people who have organized this are just doing a wonderful job. Okay, great. And, uh, you know, uh, VegCast listeners are familiar with your uh, your work. We've talked about it as we've also talked to Rip on the show. Uh, so I'm not going to go into what makes you such a paragon of, uh, you know, science within the vegetarian movement. But one thing that uh, you had on there on one of your slides really struck me. Uh, and I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines that, that uh, we should uh, set dietary guidelines according to what they actually optimally will do and not compromise them based on how well we expect people to comply with them. Well, <clears throat> that's right. I mean, the, uh, the perhaps it's the most potent force that is out there to make a, a seismic revolution in health is nutrition. I mean, if you look at the American public and the amount of illness in our in the health bills that we have in this country, I think increasingly the sophisticated medical community recognizes that these illnesses are, are not just a quirk of fate. These illnesses are a result of really uh, sort of self-inflicted injuries that people are doing because they simply don't have the knowledge or the education to recognize that uh, the food trumps all and the foods that are advertised, the foods that are promoted in this country are the foods that will most likely be the ones to cause you vascular disease uh, and cancer and osteoporosis, uh, and diabetes, and obesity, and a, and a, and a host of other illnesses, uh, that's not really going to change until we get <clears throat> either two things. We get enough of the public educated to realize that they are, with every mouthful, they're injuring themselves or pushing themselves toward chronic disease. Well, the other way it will change was it would be if somehow, for instance, we can change the, the whole profit motive. If we have an industry like the Sten industry or the statin industry that's really consuming billions and billions of dollars every year, they have absolutely no interest in seeing this epidemic evaporate. Right. Uh, but if somehow corporations and individuals, corporations can see the light because their bottom line will improve if they live healthier lives. Well, for instance, I had an opportunity to, to speak with leadership, of all things, of the, of the Teamsters uh, recently, and just tried to plant the seed for them that all those hard-earned benefits that they've had, all that money that they've gotten out of management through these years of negotiations was all being burned up by their membership having procedures which don't prolong life and which really uh, don't prevent new heart attacks but are excellent at consuming all of their hard-earned or hard-negotiated dollars. Right. So once you get this whole 
this whole paradigm shifts where you get the benefit of much more profit or, or money return if you can somehow live healthier. Then that suddenly the, the, the whole paradigm shifts. You're, right now, people are making a fortune on illness. Why don't we make a fortune on prevention? Well, that's a big shift, though. It's, <laughs> you yeah. would need to have a big yeah. industry that had uh, the clout, but I, I could uh, see how that would... I mean, optimally, that would be the that'd be the way to go. Let me before I let you go, though. Would for VegCast listeners, would you be so kind as to uh, recite the, the list of greens that you did last night? The greens? Yeah. Well, the the greens, which contains so many of these wonderful phytonutrients, bioflavonoids, and antioxidants, that are, uh, I think, are the absolute foundation of health are. Bok choy, Swiss chard, kale, collards, collard greens, beet greens, mustard greens, turnip greens, napa cabbage, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, cilantro, parsley, spinach, and arugula, and asparagus. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you very much. Rebecca Barnett of the Rochester Barnett family doing uh, one of the preludes to a plenary session there uh, with the the guitar and everything. Uh, Sounds great and wanted to include some music. Usually I can include a little clip of Sarah Eisman, uh, but the scheduling uh, did not work. I was not there on the night uh, that she started. She was on the first night, so I did not get that. However, Sarah, who you may remember, made her debut on the Sounds of Summerfest when she was 10, uh, singing up on stage then. Uh, she's still doing that, but she's moving on into multimedia reporting, and she was uh, going around asking people uh, for this video project what their favorite part of Summerfest was. I happened to be there when she uh, was interviewing a veritable vegan celebrity uh, among a pillar among all of the uh, dietitians, nutritionists, and scientists uh, who uh, can explain the whole vegan position from a health perspective. And that was a man by the name of George Eisman, her father. Yes, yeah, so what's your favorite part of the conference this year? My favorite part of it? Or at least one of your All of it. Every day of it. I mean, my favorite part of it is that it's all day all night and um, the world has turned vegan for five days and I look forward to these five days and my dream is that this happens every week in a different state it's okay if we have two weeks off so now I'm trying to find out if this project of Sarah's is done mixed and all online somewhere that I can point people to and if I if and when I find that out I will uh, put that in these show notes and I will mention it on a whatever VegCast comes up. But uh, right now, as you can hear, it is uh, a rainy time, and this kind of ties us into that other VegCast where I was uh, going from uh, you know, New York to Las Vegas and having the weather and the rain and everything. Um, this was uh, just a situation where 
I was out uh, caught in uh, on the steps of the dorm that I was in uh, with the door locked behind me and uh, just enough of a an overhang that I was not being rained directly on uh, and I had been going to go to my car I found my car locked and then came back and I'd locked myself out and it was raining um, but I making rain aid from the situation I got out uh, my eye river and felt like I had actually validated the experience of having stand out there when I got this particular thunderclap. Really is something. Now, of course, this is newsworthy. You see, it's not just about me, but it was an interesting shower in that uh, it does occasionally rain at Summerfest, uh, but a lot of times it's, it's at the end of the day, and this was right in the middle of the afternoon. A lot of people w- were caught places that they didn't expect to have to come out into the rain for, so it was just this uh, crazy thing that happened in the middle of the day on Friday. But let's move on to another brief interview, this one with Anuj Shah of Vegan World Radio. He did a little interview with me for Vegan World Radio, which uh, we will point you to when that is out. And uh, I did one with him, so we can listen to that right now. Right now, we are at the Pascarilla Center as people are filing out from a movie premiere, and we are talking with Anuj Shah of Vegan World Radio. Anuj, welcome to VegCast. Well, thanks, Vance. It's great to be here. And it's great to uh, finally meet you, and we've been talking about that for your show. I just wanted to check in. For VegCast, for our VegCast listeners that are not familiar with Vegan World Radio, can you just give us a, a quick overview of what it is, what you do, and how long it's been great doing? Great piano so, playing. Thank you. Well, I, I will say for the record that we don't do any great piano playing on Vegan World Radio, but uh, although I guess we could. Sure. But Vegan World Radio is a radio show that airs every week, Wednesday nights, from 10 to 11 p.m. live, Central Standard Time. And uh, for people who don't want to stay up that late, they can listen live at uh, veganworldradio.org. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we also were on a radio station called uh, KPFT, KP for Pacific, F Frank, T for Tom, kpft.org. You can follow us there. Uh, it's a weekly show. We, we air every single week without fail. And our uh, our mission, I guess, is to educate and inspire people to really look at veganism and to consider going vegan. And why would one want to go vegan? And what is a vegan, I guess? A vegan is someone who abstains from animal foods, animal products. So someone who embraces uh, a life of uh, complete uh, compassion. Uh, vegans believe that animals are not ours for you know to wear or to eat or to use for experimentation or to entertain us. They're there as our fellow beings for us to enjoy um, you know their presence on Earth and for us to honor them and and uh, compassionately coexist with them. So what we do on the show is we talk about all kinds of things. Our, our show last week was about the circus. I actually hosted that show. There's several of us who host and take turns. It's a lot of work. Uh, last week I did a show about the circus. A lot of people are not aware that there's a tremendous amount of cruelty uh, behind the scenes that you know, Ringling Brothers and circuses like that. Uh, you know, elephants are beaten with bull hooks, and uh, these people, are, these animals are kept in horrible conditions. They're confined in, in, in trucks and in ridiculous amounts of temperatures, not fed or watered regularly. 
usually. So there's a, those kinds of things. And so what we do is we discuss those kinds of issues, animal animal uh, rights issues, animal protection issues. We also talk about health issues. There's so many incredible studies and organizations that are reporting time and time again how one can live a healthy uh, the healthiest life on a vegan diet. So in a vegan diet, of course, as I was saying earlier, is one that doesn't have any animal products in them. So a plant-based diet and everything, all kinds of fruits, all kinds of vegetables, grains, legumes, nuts, seeds. I mean, everything in the plant kingdom is, is fair game. And, and eating that really has people thrive the most. And so, you know, we talk about that kind of thing. We talk about all kinds of things in the, in the vegan world. And it's, it's incredible how much it's expanding. I mean, every single day there are just dozens and dozens of news uh, items that you could report on about goings on in the vegan world. So that's what we do on the show. We'd like to educate and inspire pe- people to go vegan. And so that's what it is. That's a long-winded answer to what you asked me, Vance, but there's so much to say, and I just wanted to throw a few things out there. There is so much to say, and you say it. And once again, I'm here at Summerfest where people uh, come up to me and say they enjoyed my piano playing, but they also say they enjoyed my, my quick patter singing, and I thought I had a, a corner on the whole patter market because I've been doing it here for a while but then uh, last night Caldwell Esselstyn himself starts doing this patter about uh, greens and he's, he's rapid fire listing all these greens and I was like oh man well at least you know that was a one once in a lifetime occurrence but now you're here explaining veganism from the ground up and he goes chew you got to do that whole thing in like 45 seconds or something. I got it down, yeah. man. So that was great. Well, thank you, Anuj, and good luck with Vegan World Radio. Thank you so and, much, uh, man. We'll look forward to seeing you here again at Summerfest, and thanks for joining us on VegCast. I'll look forward to it, and I'll look forward to eating the fantastic meals here day and night at, at Summerfest. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right, thanks. Thank you. And while we're on that subject, uh, vegan and vegetarian podcasts want to remind you that uh, we all want to share the love and uh, send people to as many vegetarian podcasts as possible uh, because we all have uh, things to contribute and different perspectives that are uh, valuable to listen to and check out and compare and so forth. Uh, So on the VegCast homepage, you can find a list of vegetarian vegan podcasts. And I want to encourage my listeners, if you know of any that, uh, that aren't there or you're starting one now, let me know. We like to uh, point people to those. And one of the first ones that uh, was on that list, uh, which started very close to the beginning of VegCast, uh, is Vegetarian Food for Thought with your host, Colleen Patrick Goudreau. And she actually came to Summerfest for the first time this year. So I wanted to get her impressions uh, at the end of the weekend of what uh, her first Summerfest was like. And here is what she said. Colleen Patrick Goudreau, welcome to VegCast. We're just going to have you on for a second at this point hopefully we'll talk more later but since this is your first summer fest you've now been through it it's sunday morning what uh what is your assessment of your first summer fest my assessment it has been so amazing so full so abundant i have um exhaustion of abundance exhaustion um it's just it's amazing that there's so much packed into this entire entire weekend or five days or however long you come for 
it, it's so rich. There's so many creative people. I think what's so amazing when you come to a place like this is besides the community that you gain and the, just the camaraderie that you create, it's so exciting to see so many different people and so many different fields talking about this issue. We're all going to the same place, so we all have our own skills and our own expertise that we bring to this issue. And I think it's so exciting to know what everyone's doing out there in the world. And so to have this little microcosm here where we're all collected, what a powerful, what a powerful collection of people and know that we're out there putting this, you know, putting this out there in the world. So it's just invigorating and exhausting at the same yeah. at the same time. So I'm really honored and humbled to be here. This is my first one and I really can't see why people come back again and again. So I do okay. hope to come back. I hope to see you back again. You gave a great plenary talk, very inspiring and uh, had a lot of other sessions so you certainly add something to the whole Summerfest mix so hope to retain that and grow and blossom even further so thank you Colleen Patrick Goudreau thank you and to sum it all up there is no better candidate than Dr. Michael Greger who returned triumphantly again to Summerfest uh, to fill us in on the latest in clinical nutrition studies, uh, what is harmful, what is helpful, uh, what has no effect among all of the various food choices. According to the latest studies, he did uh, another of his plenary presentations on that and uh, turned that, as he does, into a game show kind of uh, thing where you, you learn, you have fun. It was great. He has a whole DVD of this. I want to point people to that. I am going to actually, on a subsequent podcast during the course of this year, review that in specific. But right now, we're just going to have Dr. Michael Greger's assessment of Summerfest 2010. Okay, we're right here, right now, with Dr. Michael Greger in our what has become a traditional Summerfest wrap-up. I just need uh, your reaction to Summerfest 2010. Good, bad, ugly. What's the uh, what's the verdict? This is one of the best Summerfest I've ever been to. I mean, the range of speakers, a lot of new speakers, new dietitians and doctors never heard before, first time here, first time speaking. It was packed. The attendance was through the roof. Amazing special events like the Peaceful Kingdom premiere. It was, uh, and uh, I mean, it was it was a great first time to be to Summerfest because this will hook you. You'll want to come back every year for the rest yeah. of your life. Okay. And uh, last time I think you were raving about the pizza when we had vegan gourmet cheese. Now we're sitting here waiting. We're standing here waiting for uh, pizza with diet cheese to come out. What's, uh, do you have uh, any official uh, word on whether the pizza has improved, gone downhill, or what? I spit on vegan gourmet pizza. <laughs> you know, we can we can pretend the vegan cheese is good until the next one comes out, and then we can really be now we can be now we can really be like, yeah, the other one really did taste like Tupperware, but uh, but now this stuff is really good until yeah. the new one comes out, and then we're like, oh, that's not what a joke. Okay. No, but diet cheese we have reached the peak. Yeah, we have stretchiness. Okay. You know, puddles yeah. of grease. Yeah. Bring it on. Okay. All right. Well, with that assessment, I think we will wrap up uh, this edition of the Sounds of Summerfest. Thank you once again, Dr. Michael Gregor. And thank you. All right. Our science fact for VegCast 87, meat causes weight gain study. 
This is uh, from the Toronto Sun. It's a pretty short story uh, referring to a study that was published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. So I'm just going to read this whole brief story. It goes like this. People who eat a lot of meat are more likely to gain weight, even if they're consuming the same amount of calories as their less carnivorous peers. A new European study of almost 400,000 people shows meat consumption is linked to weight gain, even after taking into account calorie intake and physical activity. Participants from 10 European countries monitored their food consumption and weight fluctuation over a five-year period. The study found that with people who consumed the same number of calories, those who ate 250 grams of meat a day, about the size of a small steak, were more likely to be five pounds heavier within five years. Processed meats are the most likely to pack on the pounds, according to the study out of Imperial College London. Meat intake may be related to weight gain because of its high energy and fat content, wrote the study's authors. Our results suggest that a decrease in meat consumption may improve weight management. And here's where I normally go into my long-winded opinionating about this, but here I only have one thing to add, and that is, huh? Huh? I, I guess that's two things, actually. <laughs> um... But yeah, the point being, uh, for since you know 2002, when the Atkins diet uh, had its resurgence, there's been this concept that you can eat meat in order to lose weight, and that wishful fancy has been pretty much disproven now by the process of science. All right, before we get out of here, I want to let you know about a ballet performance coming up in the Philadelphia area. If you happen to be there, it is called Exposé. It is going to be presented on August 14th at 8 p.m. the Madeline Wing Adler Theater at Westchester University. Uh, It is a modern ballet exploring human and non-human animal interaction, shining light on the exploitation of and cruelty to non-human species. And the ballet admission is free, although donations will be taken to benefit the activities of the Peace Advocacy Network in Philadelphia. So if you happen to be around you and you're a ballet or dance or any kind of... uh, Visual art fan, uh, get out there on August 14th at 8 p.m. And I just want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Light Life. Light Life makes eating veggie deliciously easy. Join us and be pro-veggie. And if you need any further clarification on how to be pro-veggie, I will leave you with this reminder. Bok choy, Swiss chard, kale, collards, collard greens, beet greens, mustard greens, turnip greens, napa cabbage, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, cilantro, parsley, spinach, and arugula, and asparagus. Okay, I want to thank Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, Rebecca Barnett, Sarah Schluter-Eisman, and George Eisman, and Anuj Shaw, Colleen Patrick Goudreau, and of course Dr. Michael Greger, and everybody who helped make this Sounds of Summerfest plausible and to make it 
what it is today. I also, of course, want to thank you, the listener, for downloading VegCast and or subscribing. You can find it at iTunes. We will be back with you very shortly with another VegCast. So hang in there. Until then, please get out there and live like you mean it. Veg.